There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast, the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm the UK's leading law of attraction expert, award-winning life coach, two times best-selling author, manifestation YouTuber, speaker, and badass spiritual queen. I'm here to help you awaken and turn your dream life into an abundant reality and help you create your positively wealthy life full of happiness, abundance, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. Hey gorgeous souls and welcome back to another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast episodes. Thank you so much for joining me for another one of my episodes today and today I have the lovely Moira Kasaba with us. So Moira, if you don't know, is a lifelong entrepreneur. She stepped into her purpose in 2015 and began coaching thousands of people on how to achieve radical success in all areas of life. She continues to teach and transform minds through her courses, speaking engagements and coaching business. So me and Moira met a month ago now when I went on her podcast and I knew that I had to get her here on the podcast too because I loved everything she was saying. I loved her energy. So I'm so excited to learn more about you today, Moira, but also for everybody else to hear all of your pearls of wisdom. So welcome to the show. How are you doing? I am wonderful. I'm so excited to be here. I agree. Like when we first connected, I mean, it was just energetically like we hit it off. We have so many of the same beliefs and teachings and things that we're doing in the world, but it was really a great conversation because we were also able to kind of go back and forth and share different perspectives on the same principles, which was really cool. It was such a great episode. So excited to be here. Oh, yes. And you can go and listen to that on Moira's podcast, that episode we're talking about. But Moira, before we get into all the good bits of all the amazing work you do, one question I love to ask every guest who comes on the podcast is, when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? Gosh, my story. That's a long one. Um, I'm going to try to keep it short, but I, I will say this, you know, childhood, I was, I'm a very type A Enneagram three driven personality. And I also have addiction and alcoholism that runs in my family. 
And I was, you know, the star student, the top athlete, you know, the just excelling and succeeding in every area, which also brings a lot of pressure, you know, to a, a teen um, and a child. And when I started drinking in high school, I just, you know, went, I, I did that to the extreme as well. I do everything to the extreme and I did that to the extreme and um, went down a really dark road but ended up getting sober when I was 21 years old. So 23 years ago, I just gave my age away. Um, so I would absolutely say that's, you know, I, I was very spiritually awakened as a child. I had a, a great influence um, in my mother to kind of help guide me through that. And, you know, then went down the dark road, but really came back to that clarity and that path of, you know, personal growth and just, it's, it's almost like a quest for that spiritual nourishment, you know? And, and so I was lucky enough to be able to start that at a, at, at a young age, relatively, I think at 21. And I've been, I've been at it ever since. Amazing. Yeah. I was actually going to ask about your addiction, and your recovery as well. So yeah. we'll get to that a little bit later on, but it's really fascinating to hear how your story evolved. And obviously, like you say, the, I've, asked that question to hundreds of people on this podcast yeah. now and it's so interesting everybody's different answers and so many of you know so many people do say like I was very spiritual as a child and then I shut mm. it off or addiction happened or trauma happened or life happened yeah. and then I came back to it in adulthood so it was really interesting yeah. Um, yeah everybody's experiences and what they were doing as a child and how it's come full circle now so yeah I love <laughs> and we can look back, you know, and see that that trauma or that addiction or that devastating season of our life was really such an incredible gift, you know, because we wouldn't have opened up to the level that we are opened up to doing the work that we needed to do at one point now just becomes a desire to do the work, but that wouldn't have been there without that really hard season. So I think it's important that if you're in a hard season, know that one day you'll look back and it'll be a huge gift. I promise. Amen to that. Absolutely. So what does it mean to you, Moira, to rise up? To rise up. I think, you know, I was coaching somebody the other day and this just kind of came through in some language, you know, sometimes when you're coaching people, they're like, that changed my life. And I'm like, oh, I guess that was an important thing that I said. So I think so often we're looking for our purpose. We're looking for direction in life. You know, what is this all for? What am I on this earth for? And we overcomplicate everything, right? Our minds are really good at that. And I believe that everyone's purpose is to live into their potential, you know, to just rise up to potentially how you were created. And in all of us, that is greatness, right? It is greatness in our relationships with ourselves, in our relationships with our friends and our family, um, in our work, right? We can all do really big things, bigger than we could actually ever imagine. And so when we live into that purpose and we live into that potential, that's what it really means to me to rise up. I love that. And what a beautiful yeah. definition as well. And I'm sure it will mean different things to everybody listening, but right. I love how you define that because it's so true. You know, our greatest lessons help us to rise up and give us yeah. that encouragement and opportunity to step into a more authentic version of ourselves to up level into that higher self as such. So yes. um, yeah, hundred percent agree. So I guess the question on everybody's lips and definitely my lips is what has been your biggest lessons as an entrepreneur? Cause you've been doing this for so long now. So what have been the biggest challenges and lessons for you? 
the biggest challenges and lessons? I think in the beginning, I really, if anyone's done any work around a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset, I remember that being really pivotal to me because I didn't understand or didn't realize that when I came into entrepreneurship, I really had a fixed mindset, meaning that I thought that I only had, you know, certain skills in certain areas. I didn't understand from a growth perspective that I can learn anything I want to learn. Like everything is possible for me to study and learn. Um, I believed that, you know, failures were failures instead of failures are huge lessons, right? Like we can, we can fail in business and we can look at that as, okay, that didn't work. Now I know exactly what not to do. Let me try something new. And, you know, entrepreneurs, successful people have just failed more than the lesser successful people. And so really, truly looking at failure as a win was a big shift for me. And I needed to learn how to just, you know, pivot and try things, pivot and try things, pivot and try things and do them kind of quickly, you know, just because the quicker you can go through those failures and you're going to always go through them for that till the end of time, the quicker you learn the lesson and the direction that you really do need to go in. Mm, so true. Yeah. And I think it's so hard. Like, obviously I've been an entrepreneur for yeah, eight to 10 years now in two different businesses yeah. and the challenges and failures and rejections and, in, in, you know, separate in the different companies were obviously very different because it's a total different industry. Yeah. But like you say, from that, I was able to then learn and pick myself up and see it as divine redirection and see yes. it as this just wasn't meant for me, but it's okay. Cause I've learned something I've yes. grown. And now like I see rejection and I see no's and I see failures in business so differently. To yeah. how I did. It's like universal guidance, right? And yes, the no's and the rejection, absolutely just guiding us to who we're supposed to align with the connections we're supposed to make. But I have this great experience of my, my last business was, on the outside, it was very successful. It could have been uberly successful, but it was just killing my soul. So I sunk a ton of money and a ton of time. I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars and thousands of hours into building this business that I chose to walk away from. And I can remember my mom saying something kind of flippant, like, oh, well, that was all for nothing. And it was truly my greatest gift because even though, yes, I learned a ton, I, I learned a lot of tangibles in that business, but more than anything, it gave me a perspective and a gratitude for the business I'm now in that made me successful in coaching. And I never, ever would have had the success that I have now had it not been for that experience, which from the outside in could look like a failure. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And, you know, like in my first business, it taught me how to use social media. It taught me how to run a business. It taught me all the ins and outs of, you know, how to really scale and things like that. And obviously the first time I was doing, it, I was totally winging it. So this time I've had a little bit more direction, which is good from experience, but it's so true of like, you know, from the outside looking in, people can say, oh, you know, that was a failure or that was that, but actually you did it. You showed up you did it, you succeeded. Like that's a freaking win in itself, but just not yes. everybody's going to define that as a win. Right. Absolutely. We to that, we can empower ourselves so much more because then we see that actually showing up, launching that business, putting yourself online, filming that reel, putting yourself mm -hmm. out on YouTube or talking about that product or talking about your book can feel so scary sometimes. Yes. So actually to even just 
do that and have all that experience, you know, shows such a journey and experience that you went on. Yes, absolutely. I can remember in that last business, it had been kind of behind the scenes, a year of working on it before we launched. And I was talking to a girlfriend and she was kind of like, I I had no idea that you were like doing all this huge work behind the scenes. And, and I was sitting in a place of like fingers crossed, but like, let's hope it's successful. And I remember she looked at me and she was like, stop. She said, I, I, it doesn't matter at this point to me what the business does success or not success. She's like, you have radically succeeded. You've built a brand. You figured out how to do this. Like, and so I remember just taking that pause and being like, you're right. Like it could go no further. And I have done so much. And we as entrepreneurs need to constantly recognize that in ourselves and in our businesses and give ourselves so much more credit. Mm -hmm. And that leads me to the other thing that when you were speaking, I was thinking of, we have to, as entrepreneurs, protect the dream, right? We have to fiercely protect our dreams and our vision and where we're going because You know, when we, if you want to do something crazy in the world, if you want to be wildly successful and it goes against the grain, there is going to be massive pushback. No one in history has any ever done anything great without feeling, you know, just massive pushback on their ideas or that, you know, they're crazy or what are they thinking? And I can remember hearing that from family members, from friends. And so you have to listen. Like my biggest, if if anyone takes anything away from this, it's every single day. There is like a whisper in your soul that is guiding you forward to do things. And when you honor that and you shut out the noise and you shut out the naysayers, that's when extraordinary things happen. Yeah, so, so true. And I actually saw an Instagram reel today, I think it was ironically, that said, the bigger the goal or the bigger the vision, the bigger the resistance and the bigger the challenges. And I think I've learned that as I've, you know, continued to scale in this business of, I think before I was just like, oh, when it gets bigger, when it earns more money, when it does this, it's going to be so much easier. And then I'm kind of meeting more challenges to the level of the success and then that resistance. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So it doesn't just get magically easier. The challenges and the different things that happen in business and as you pivot and as, you know, the world changes as well like all of these things are relative to then where you are in that journey so I always found that really fascinating absolutely and coming from a growth perspective you know we're kind of both in that field the more we spiritually evolve the more we personally grow in who we are that can get really uncomfortable for the people around you because they're not growing you know and we have to recognize that Every once in a while, there has to be some kind of stepping back from relationships that aren't supporting you and finding the relationships that are, that are supporting you, that are encouraging you, that can help you on your journey. And it's not from a negative standpoint at all. I mean, I I love these people, but there came a point where I thought, you know, I need to pull back a little bit if I am going to truly pursue this. Mm. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So let's talk about addictions then, because I'm sure, yeah. and we, I don't think we've actually covered this as a topic on the podcast yet. So it was really great to have you here to talk about that as someone who has lived and experienced that. Yes. So with your drinking addiction then, so you mentioned it was drinking, did that then play out in any other areas of your life with addiction? Oh, 
all the areas. <laughs> so I am probably one of the only people, not only people, but I, you know, I work with women and I do work in the health and wellness sector as well. And so I think most women struggle on the spectrum. I always say the spectrum of like eating disorders, clinically diagnosed, and then just disordered behaviors and disordered eating, not necessarily clinically um, diagnosed. And as a child, I had none of that. I was an athlete. There were no influences in my home to kind of skew my relationship with food. I just, you know, was totally detached from all of that. But I put down alcohol at 21 and quite literally picked up an eating disorder, like almost on the same day, because I was also trying to numb feelings that were coming up. And so I started to eat a lot of sugar and I just immediately fell into, you know, coping with food, which then quickly turned into weight gain, which then is, you know, so scary as a young woman. And so quickly turned into a, definitely a full-blown eating disorder, bulimia. Um, and I struggled with that for years. And that's where a lot of the work that you do completely shifted it for me, you know, after I had tried everything in my power, because again, I'm an achiever, I'm type A, I'm driven, I'm going to figure this out, I'm smart. And I went down the therapy route, I went down, you know, the different, you know, diets that could kind of solve this problem, um, meeting with nutritionists. Um, going to support groups, I was like, I am going to conquer this. And it wasn't until I started working with a coach that really started to just redirect my thinking and redirect my focus to it's something that I talk a lot about in my coaching is a new identity. You know, and instead of being so hyper focused on this horrible thing that I felt shame around. And I realize now that all the work, quote unquote, that I tried to do on my eating disorder, the bigger it was getting because I was giving more attention to it. And so I finally got to this beautiful place where this coach helped me, you know, kind of shift my attention and focus on who I wanted to become instead of who I felt like I was in that moment. And um, law of attraction and all of those things had always been a big, just a huge part of how I lived my life and what I absolutely believe in. So I was able to kind of tap into those teachings and um, that coupled with stepping into actually health and fitness coaching. So, you know, workouts that were very doable, 30 minutes a day, instead of going to extremes, nutrition that was very balanced instead of going to extremes. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And those pieces of the puzzle finally came together for me. And, you know, freedom from an eating disorder is, it's, I mean, I can't even explain it. And I know anyone that listens is listening that's dealing with that or has dealt with that knows that I don't think there's a more painful prison to live in. Because if you're using drugs or alcohol, you're kind of out of your mind, right? You're like detached from reality. But when you're living daily with the shame of an eating disorder, you are going, you're attempting to go about your life and be in relationships and raise children and be in a marriage. And you just carry this cloak of shame and this secret that you are hiding and, and you can't stop. It is an addiction and it's so incredibly hard to live life that way. And I can remember so many times thinking, God, universe, if you ever like help me figure this out and free me from this hell that I'm living in, like I will devote my life to helping women. And I feel like that finally happened. And that is truly why I coach women, not just in, I do coach a lot of women with eating disorders, But, uh, you know, that's just a segment of what I do because I've learned all of these other tools to be able to teach women, no matter what they're struggling with, no matter where they are in their life. And it's been nothing I would have ever thought that I was doing. You know, I would have never set out at 20 years old and been like, this is what I'm going to do in my life. I always thought I was going to be a doctor. And again, I just kept listening to the whisper and, you know, over the years I was led to this incredible opportunity. And it's, it's finally, you know, I finally arrived at a place in my life where I thought I get it. I get it. Like all roads, all of my roads, the painful ones, the beautiful ones led me to this work. And this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing in the world. Mm, So powerful. And like you say, you know, having not gone through that myself I can only imagine like you say like what a prison it is to be in that place and to feel helpless and maybe even want to change and I think the thing with addictions I have a few people in my life who have had various different addictions Mm -hmm. I think it's like they kind of know that they want to do better they know that they don't want to do that but it's really finding the help and support to really create that shift and stop that cycle and pattern like you say so what are some of your top tips for overcoming addictions I think overcoming addiction, you know, if it's alcohol and drug addiction, I actually got um, sober through 12-step program. So I I believe in them. I still go to meetings 23 years later. I that's kind of the first place that I would I would send people for alcohol and drug addiction. Um, rehabs, I mean, those are great too. I think everyone has a little bit of a different path to sobriety. Um, and I've never, I'm not one to judge any of them. I mean, if your path to sobriety works, then that's amazing. But mine personally was 12 step programs, but within a 12 step program, you have a sponsor, you have a guide, you have, you know, a coach to kind of walk you through, to be able to check your behaviors and your thought patterns and to almost allow them to do the thinking for you because you're so skewed in your own thinking. 
So that for alcohol and drug addiction, but I think when it comes to eating disorders, there's an amazing book I read um, by Catherine Hansen, and it's called Brain Over Binge. And it really teaches us that, you know, we wire our brains for behaviors. It's just like any habit. You know, if you can, if you can create the habit of waking up and drinking a glass of water. And for the first week, you're like, why is this so hard to drink water? You know, it's like, it's really hard and you have to remind yourself and you have to have, you know, a note next to your bed. But after you do that for two or three weeks, it becomes habit. That's because it becomes ingrained in your wiring of your actual brain. And so when I was going through the eating disorder recovery, I had to detach from I'm not a bad person. You know, this doesn't, this isn't my character that's involved. This is truly a wiring of my brain that I need to fix. And that shift and that detachment really, really helped me. And Catherine Hansen talks a lot about that in her book, Brain Over Binge. It's, it's a radical, um, you know, avenue to recovering from eating disorders, but I believe in it wholeheartedly because it goes it ties in so much with the law of attraction and what we're choosing to focus on and whatever our mind is focusing on and thinking about, we are wiring that we're creating more of that. We're drawing that towards us. And so that was really huge for me. And I think just get the support you need, you know, with your friends and your family. I, I can remember the day that I told my brother that I had an eating disorder and I sat there on the corner of a sidewalk with him. And I couldn't get the words out of my mouth for like 30 minutes. I mean, God knows what he was thinking. He was probably like, what is going on? But it was so hard to tell him the shameful thing. And I think that that's an important part to just reach out to the people that want to love you through it and want to support you through it and be honest with them. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing those tips and we'll put some links to what Maura has spoken about in the description as well. So you can go check out the book as well. So how can we be successful in every area of our life then Maura? Every area. Goodness. Well, I think, you know, a lot of it has to do with all of it has to do with the mindset work. Like we have to do the inside work to be successful on the outside, you know, having been in the health and wellness world since I was 21, um, working in that field, I think so often we are looking for a nutrition plan or a workout to fix us. And you're not going to make the right choices nutritionally or show up for the workout unless you change your thinking. So it's so interesting to me, if you think about it, like, I feel like there's a shift in the world, right? People are hiring coaches. People are becoming part of masterminds and things like that. But we spend so much money, so much time, so much energy on buying things from the outside that we think are going to fix us. And that's not it at all. We have to do the inside work. And, and I know that there's also this shift towards so many people reading personal growth books, listening to podcasts like yours and mine. But I also think, and I think that's amazing. And that's an incredible place to start. I I think when I first kind of discovered the personal growth world, just listening to something for 10 minutes every morning. Um, reading something for 10 minutes, it shifted my thinking dramatically. And, and I want to circle back to that in a second, but there also comes a time when you actually have to do the work. 
you know, go work with a coach, do go to an immersion seminar, like put pen to paper, like really do that deeper work so you can make those shifts in your life. That has been paramount in my life. And like I said, I'm an addict, so I do everything to the extreme. So when I kind of stepped into the personal growth world and realized that reading something or listening to something in the morning completely changed my day, I really sought and went after, you know, deep learnings and deep teachings from different people around the world. Um, I want to circle back to what I said, though, about the morning, 10 minutes reading something, 10 minutes listening to something. We as a world wake up, I think, mostly and pick up our phones. It's the first thing we do. I mean, my alarm clock's on my phone. And we tap our messages or our inbox or our social media accounts. And we quite literally, instantaneously allow the outside world to hijack our minds and our emotions. We are instantly responding to that girl on Instagram or the stress of the email box that's piling up as we sleep. And if there is one thing you can do, if, if there is one thing you can take away from this, it is to protect that first 30 minutes or hour of your day and don't let the world in yet. Take control. Take one hour of your day and read something, listen to something, journal, visualization, like any of those things. And we don't have to complicate it. I always... I like to teach this process of like wherever I am in the world, whether I'm in an airplane or in a different country or state, because I do travel a lot, is worst case scenario, three, 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 three minutes, three minutes, three minutes. So that could be three minutes of prayer, three minutes of journaling, three minutes of visualization, three minutes of rewriting my goals, three minutes of intentions. It could be any, whatever feels good to you. Cause I think you're kind of that little process that you do in the morning has to light you up. You don't want to take someone else's process and be like, this is falling flat. That defeats the purpose. But if you can just do a little quick morning process and create that habit. And for me, then I work out, then I usually shower. And when I get out of the shower, I'm listening to something as I'm brushing my teeth and putting my makeup on. But I have, because of that, created like this barricade of my heart and my mind where when the world comes in, it doesn't knock me off balance as much, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that morning time is the number one thing you can do to change everything in your life. You're going to show up in your relationships different. You're going to show up to work differently. You're going to show up to your relationship with yourself differently. Allow something good to fill your mind before you let the negativity of the world in. Mm, so, so true. And like my daily practice, God, I'd be lost without it if I didn't do it first thing in the morning. And like, I know for everybody, like I don't have any children yet. So I know for mums and things like that, parents, you know, it can be hard to just instantly give 10, 20 minutes to journaling or meditation or whatever it is they want to do. But I think as, as you can do it as close as possible to when yeah. waking up. And like you say, don't let technology in the outside world in, even yeah. if, you know, your loved ones or your kids, that's fine. Um, you know, I think it's so important and, you know, it sets us up for so much success throughout the day. We're yeah. so much more productive, so much more motivated. Life feels so much easier. We have more of that positive attitude because we yes. have 
done something loving for ourselves. It is a good act of self-love and we've done something positive to raise our vibes or manifest or just feel good. Just give ourselves some TLC. So um, yeah, absolutely agree with that. It's so important we do that. And I think it could be the solution to many problems in the world if we all did one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think in that morning process, it's really important too for some little piece of it to be either your vision or a vision board or your goals. Because again, just glancing at something realigns our minds to what we're supposed to be doing throughout the day. And that's really where success comes from. You know, we can, if we just kind of wake up and respond to the world, we are responding to what is coming at us. We are not choosing what we are doing and choosing our actions and choosing what we're creating in the world. So yes, that vision and all of that stuff is just so juicy and so good. Mm, Absolutely. So Maura, my last question to you today then is what is one piece of life advice that you'd like to leave my lovely listeners with? Gosh, life advice. Well, I said, listen to the whisper. You know, that is so incredibly important. The morning process is so incredibly important. Surrounding yourself with the right people is so incredibly important. So honestly, I think those three are my biggest things that I want people to take away from this, you know, and don't make this harder than it is when we are efforting or we're trying really hard to do something and we're not in flow. We can't stick with anything that doesn't feel really good. Um, I can remember I was a student of a meditation teacher, like a guru for a long time, because I kept hearing in the world, like you should meditate, you should meditate. And so I kept trying to meditate and I would wake up and force myself to meditate. And it really did at the time, like it did a little bit for me, but it didn't do a lot. It was always a burden to wake up and go meditate. I never looked forward to it. And I remember one morning reading an article or something and I was like, you know what, I am just going to put my headphones on and like listen to something magical on YouTube for five or 10 minutes. And that all of a sudden I would wake up in the morning and I'd be so excited to go downstairs and get a cup of coffee and just do that, you know, listen to five minutes of something. And I have, I'll I'll give you the link. I have a playlist on my YouTube full of those videos that are great for that. And that is just magical. You have to, the idea of a morning process is to find flow, right? Is to up our vibration, is to start our day off in a higher place than we woke up in. And when you can start your day off from a higher vibration versus tired and lethargic and stressed out, everything changes, everything changes. Mm, so so true thank you for sharing that Moira amazing so where can my lovely listeners find out more about your work if they want to come and follow you yeah so it's Moira Kasaba on Instagram Um, that's probably where I show up the most same um, handle on TikTok my website moirakasaba.com I know that's not the easiest to know how to spell so we'll make sure we share everything below Um, and then I have a planner which is I, I should not even call it a planner because it's like it's my life process. You know, I think it's all the pieces of how to really learn how to manage your time so that you're showing up fully and presently for all of your activities. It walks you through how to craft a vision for your life. It walks you through, you know, reverse engineering those really big goals so that you know what to do every single day to, to stay on track towards those big dreams. Um, so it is a planner, but it's also 
it's just how I live my life. It's how I coach women. I never wanted to make a planner. I had no intentions of it, but the universe did. And I was doing so much of this work and, and seeing just lives change dramatically. And I thought, I need to put this process into something and talk about not knowing what the heck you're doing. I remember my husband being like, wait, what? You're going to like write a book? And I was like, I just know I need to, and I have no idea how to figure this out and, you know, fail your way forward, figure it out. That's what we do as entrepreneurs. So the Rise Up Planner has been um, around for maybe five years, and I actually just released a new smaller journal, what I call Book of Proof. And it, it is that morning process that takes five minutes where you're journaling how, how the world is showing up in your favor and focusing on those pieces. Um, I ask you every day, what are you excited about? I ask you every day, what are you proud of yourself for today? So just taking five minutes a day to fill out that journal, I believe honestly is like the most powerful thing you could do because it's that morning process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Amazing. And clickable links to Moira's website and her products will be in the description as well below for you guys. But thank you so much, Moira, for coming on. It's honestly been such a joy speaking to you again and learning more about you and hearing all your amazing pearls of wisdom. So thank you so much for coming on today. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. It's been a, a pleasure. So thank you so much guys for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed Moira and I's conversation today. As always, you can find a clickable link to Moira's work in the description below. And if you want to find out anything more about myself, my coaching, my videos, or anything else that I have to offer, you can find it all on my website, emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much guys for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things Law of Attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a fantastic week, whatever you're up to, and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode, which will be next week. Lots of love. 